Welcome to the Resistance SS Podcast. Here we will be discussing all things sports science and strength and conditioning. My name is Daniel Robson-Petch and I work with athletes, injuries and everyday people. Join me and let's change the game. Hi guys and welcome to the third installment of my podcast series. Today I'm going to bring up a question that's been asked to me all the time and it's about resistance training for young kids. I always get asked, does it stunt your growth and does it have an effect on the long-term development? It's really important to realize that strength doesn't have to be just weights, but I always put it to them, if they're strong enough and they move well enough, then why not? Why not just give them a, a dumbbell or put them under a, a light barbell to start with? All we're doing is providing a stimulus and an environment for these kids to grow and adapt to the stimulus that we're putting in front of them. If I get a young teenager who's can bodyweight squat 50 times, they can do 20 to 30 push-ups, then there's almost a point where why continue going with this endurance-based training when we can make them strong and resilient, which will put them ahead of the game and in front of the guys next time when it comes to sporting competitions. I've had countless times where young kids, they come into the clinic and you can just see they move poorly, they've got no idea about technique, have no idea how to jump and to land, to land softly especially, their running gait's all out of whack and they can't move laterally. Example for myself, as a young kid I played AFL growing up with tennis as well and because of my poor movement patterns and my lack of knowledge between strength training and how to perform and efficiently move, I've now got bilateral patellar tenopathy which started as, as young as 16 years old and it got worse as I continued playing sport. Little did I know that this all could have been avoided with the right guidance and advice from an exercise professional who could teach me how to move and how to train properly. I heard just the other day where someone mentioned, kids, they always go and learn how to swim, but no one actually teaches them how to run. And this has a massive impact, especially because we keep this gait as we get older and then we end up with ankles and knees and lower back issues which continue throughout their whole life. When we're young, we jump and we sprint all of the time. Little do we know that if you aren't a genetically gifted athlete with a beautiful, soft running style and muscle mass beyond your years, and truth be told, you're more likely moving inefficiently and increasing your risk as an adult. One way I like to look at it is if you take 15,000 steps a day and all of those with an externally rotated foot, which then dives in excessive pronation, so your foot rolls in, then you have a valgus collapse of the knee, so your knees collapse inwards. You've got no external rotator strength through your hips, and your QLs hitch through every stride. There's no wonder you are having issues as an adult. If you look at it this way, that's 5.5 million poorly loaded steps a year. So what's my plan with young kids? Firstly, let's put some muscle on them. Strong muscle, which will help them be a kid, play footy or netball, teach them how to perform the basics, and help them learn about their body. With sports that require jumping, so things like basketball, netball, football, volleyball, they need to learn how to absorb force from a jump. This will decrease the pressure on their joints and allow them to jump more in their sport. I can understand the caution for parents at times with not wanting their kids to lift weights, but I say it's a greater risk if they aren't lifting, especially with someone who knows what they're talking about. I work with a few young rowers and almost 9 out of 10 teenagers who are rowing have some sort of discomfort in their lower back when on the water. If you get onto them early, 
they're able to utilize their core strength and drive through their glutes instead of their lower back. They drive through to the finish of their stroke via their lower traps and the majority stay injury-free whilst being able to lift heavier in the gym. This means they can then produce more force in the boat and increase their acceleration through the water. Obviously, we can get these young guys delivering better rowing times. We all know that the coaches are all about winning, so we definitely get on their good side. I've been doing a lot of work with some young cricketers as of late down in the Gold Coast, and I was able to present to them why staying injury-free is so important. In terms of strength and conditioning for cricket, my aim is always to keep them on the park for as long as I can. So, especially if they're trying to make rep sides, I think the more you can bat and bowl, the greater the chance that someone's looking at you. In a sport where skill is king, I try to make this message super, super clear to the players and the athletes. It's really important for them to know that it's not just about lifting really heavy, but if we can put some muscle on them and make them move well, then things come together really nicely for them. I train a young guy called Steve who's been with me for about a year now. I'm sure he won't mind me talking about him. He's a great example of how putting on muscle can actually really improve a young guy's cricket performance. He went from under 14, just Gold Coast rep. We then put seven kilos on him, and throughout that time, he ended up making the under 15s Queensland and then under 16s Lord Taverners Cup, which in the Gold Coast is a pretty awesome effort. This exercise and strength allowed him to put more pace through his bowl and he started hitting sixes for the first time in his young career. I think it's also really important to note that we're not just dealing with the athlete, but we're also dealing with people. So if we can put six or seven kilos on a young guy who's 15 years old, then you start seeing these really big improvements in his confidence and his enthusiasm towards gym. I also train a young girl by the name of Lily. Now, Lily is a rower and she is about 15 years old. She's no more than about 50 kilos, and she came to me the other day and told me about her indoor ergo results. Lily is one of the only kids at her age group that actually strength trains at the moment. Compared to the other girls who are much taller and much bigger, Lily can actually produce so much more force and she end up winning the ergo trial. This is a massive, massive accomplishment for her, and she couldn't even believe it herself. Lily has had absolutely zero injuries. Her lower back is completely fine. And she fires her glutes, her abs, her lower traps all the time. She knows how to activate them. She knows when to use them. And it just produces such a better result for her. Okay, so moving past these examples, I'm now going to delve into how I create a strength program for young teenagers. And what my steps are to get them to actually lifting pretty heavy weights. Firstly, you need to be able to do body weight movements properly. So I'm talking things like squats and lunges and a hip hinge is massive. Everyone all the time bends from their lower back and don't know actually how to use their hips. So I use an exercise where kids put their hips against a fit ball and I just teach them anterior tilt to posterior tilt. From there, they can use that when they go into any lift and they understand where their hips should be. They also need to learn things like simple biomechanics. So where should your knee be when they're in a lunge or in a squat? So in a lunge, for example, I always teach that knee stays in line with the ankle. So basically, this gives us a nice, even distribution between your glutes and your quads. Too often, the kids end up, the, the knee's way past their ankle, and they've got a valgus collapse. So all we're doing is taking a glutes into stretch, and we're overusing your adductors and your quads, which then obviously gives us knee pain and lower back pain and the whole works. 
In terms of their upper body lifts, I teach them even with just with bands to depress and retract their shoulder blades. So we get out of that highly elevated protracted position with our shoulders forward, which kids in school, they always end up in that position because they're sitting down for so long in front of a screen. So with this minimal resistance or sometimes no resistance at all, we just teach them how to set the shoulder blades. So when they get to the point where they can bench press or they can do a bent over row with some decent weight, they know exactly where their shoulders should be sitting. And it's also going to help them with everyday life in terms of taking stress off their neck, their shoulders, um, and even in their sporting careers. I also like to use suspension training and the use of fit balls as well. This gives them obviously a little bit more stimulus rather than just doing stable bodyweight exercises. Once we make an exercise unstable, then we take away the force production component of it. I try and find the right balance of stability before strength. If we get them, these kids stable, then basically we, we set up a really solid foundation for them to build strength throughout their later years. So for example, if I get a young kid doing 20 push-ups on a TRX with an archer row as well, then I start thinking, okay, maybe it's time we start putting them under dumbbells. And then obviously that has a unstable component as well. Once we nail the dumbbells, then we go into a bench press because I know I've got that foundation behind them and they're going to be able to lift it because I've taught them how to set their shoulders. So I guess it's just the take-home from this is I don't just chuck kids under a bar and coaches, I'm sure, won't be doing the same. We like to start slow, build them progressively throughout their young age, and then as they're getting older and they get become more equipped to the gym, then why not? Why not put a bit of weight under them when they're 15 or 16 years old? Heck, I've actually had 13 or 14-year-olds under a bar at some point. That, But it's really important to note that it's because they've had years of foundation before it and they've learned how to move well once again. All we're doing is adding an extra resistance which the kid next to them can't do. So if they can adapt to that stimulus and then they're getting further and further ahead, especially if these kids want to play sport when they're older, getting selected at a young age puts them in a pretty pretty good position to be scouted and then eventually make these rep teams. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions regarding what I've gone over in terms of young kids and resistance training, then I'm more than happy to help out. Send me an email, send me a text, and I'll try and get back to you all. Thank you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed this week's episode, I'd love it if you'd go over to iTunes and SoundCloud and leave me a review and rating. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, guys.